Welcome to another amazing episode on the Pace and Freedom Podcast. I am your host, James Pace, and today I will not have a guest. It'll be me, Solo, and we'll be discussing a few things that are coming up, a few things that has happened, and a few things that are going on as I'm recording. But first, I want to let you guys know that you need to go to paceandfreedom.com. Yes, I know, I'm a libertarian and I shouldn't be telling people what to do. But you need to. You need to go to paceandfreedom.com and check out the new merchandise at my merch store. We have Stevie Madison's tribute poster. She looks amazing in them. And you need to check out the new coffee mug with the new logo and some new t-shirts and some of the old merchandise is still there like the tip cards and the feminist sweatshirt so please go to the website check it out and by purchasing merchandise you'll be supporting this podcast now on to the episode so the episode two decriminalize sex work with stevie madison was a huge success i loved it i think it was an amazing conversation after this episode we will have on don which is his uh alias and we are going to be discussing sex work from his perspective from the perspective of the client of the beneficiary so now it's been brought up to my attention that I've been talking a lot about sex work. And the reason why I feel that I've kind of really focused a lot on this topic is because it's so relatable to all the other topics that libertarians will fight for, all the other rights. It's relatable. Everything from the drug war to gun rights to even... As I would go as far as to CPS with human trafficking. It's all so relatable and it's an important topic to discuss. So if you're getting tired of the sex work topic, don't worry. We're not going to spend the whole season on it. I have amazing guests to discuss so many other issues, so many other topics, and I'm going to spend a little bit of time uh, on this on this episode about some of the things that are coming up. I am so excited to have some amazing guests coming up. We have a former law enforcement agent coming on and who is actually currently running for sheriff in a county in Arizona. I don't want to uh, disclose who he is yet, but he is somebody that is very well known. Uh, He is a good friend of a good friend of mine and we are becoming friends so that's amazing and i am just excited about having him on the the podcast as i said don who which is his alias will also be on here i'm excited for you guys to hear our conversation we did that not too long ago uh, before this episode was recorded and it went really well and i will be having Raylene lightheart on the podcast again we're going to be discussing raising libertarians both her and i have kids and we're passionate about educating our kids the right way and educating them in a very libertarian way and i think that's going to be a funny and educational 
and amazing conversation as it always is with Raylene. I love her. She's amazing. I am so honored and it's such a great privilege to have her on the podcast as well. We will also be having another guest, a Instagram model who is self-defined as a libertarian, but I think this is something that a conversation that I'm looking forward to because I've noticed that a lot of libertarians are already talking about voting for Trump for re-election, which to me, my personal opinion, I don't think is necessarily right, but I get the sentiment and I want to discuss this with somebody and that is a libertarian that is planning to vote for Trump. I actually have a few libertarian friends that are planning to vote for Trump because of how the LP, again, you know, they're, they make the same, it's like, I love how the LP preaches insanity, how everybody's insane because they're doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And they, they talk about this with, you know, citizens voting for the Democrats and Republicans, Democrats and Republicans. And, you know, they're just doing the same thing, thing expecting a different result and they're not getting it. And that's the definition of sanity. Yet, you know, in a little bit of a hypocritical side, they're doing the same thing, right? But I feel that some things started happening where we have now these former Republicans coming in and they're starting to get a lot more more of the spotlight. And I just feel like we're going to have another Bill Weld situation again. It's coming and they're going to steal it from somebody that's an actual libertarian candidate. And I'm not happy with that. And a lot of libertarians are not happy with that. So they feel, okay, well, you know, because of this, we're not going to get anywhere. We're not really, the, the LP is not listening to us. So let's, you know, we might as well just vote for the lesser of two evils. Now, I'm not saying this on my behalf. I am planning to still, even though I totally disagree with what the LP is doing, but for me, the importance of trying to make sure that we, that candidates are able to be on the ballot and that we're on the ballot for the upcoming elections, I have to support the LP and make sure that we stay on the ballot and hope that one day the LP will stop making these mistakes and finally be able to really push the liberty movement. So with that, uh, we'll be discussing with her. But again, I don't want to disclose names yet. It'll be a nice surprise when you guys see that episode come out or I will start announcing it as I always do about a week before with who I'm going to be on with. So we will also be going international. I will have the amazing guest, an administrative officer of the Action for Liberty and Economic Development in Africa. We'll have Miswig Jaram. I hope I didn't butcher his name. I'm pretty sure I did. But he will correct me on the episode, I'm sure. And we'll have him on as well. I'm excited about that conversation. I think uh, this man is such an amazing asset 
to the liberty movement. The things that he's doing are great. He is posting, he's educating, and he's educating himself as well as he goes and learning about liberty, about free markets, and also spreading the word about liberty and free markets and fighting tyrannical government and tyrannical laws imposed in Africa and trying to just educate people to fight that. So an amazing guest right there as well. So we have all these guests lined up, but I wanted to do this solo episode because I wanted to make sure that I have this nice break in between Stevie Madison's episode and Don's episode and just kind of reflect a little bit and explain why we're doing this and why we're spreading this message and why it's so important. So this past week, I was also on the Red Pill Hardcore with V, Will Turbot, and uh, Kyler, if I remember his name correctly. But, uh, you know, I thought that show went really well. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So that show is a radio show out in uh, Massachusetts, and it's hosted by V and... Will Turbid as co-host, and I guess Kyler is now on there as a co-host as well, or he was back and gone. I don't know what the story is there, but the thing is, uh, you know, that show went really well. I was very happy to be on it and very uh, honored. Thank you, Will, for getting me on there. Thank you, V, for having me on. And But there was something that bothered me a little bit about that show, and I hope that, you know, I don't want to make Will look bad or anything. Uh, Again, I was honored and happy to be on, but I I didn't like the conversation, how the conversation was going with Kyler. And, you know, one thing that, and I even mentioned this to Will, you know, I admire Kyler quite a bit. He is a very well-educated person. I think what he's trying to do, um, you know, he has good intentions. Uh, He wants to fight the, the mainstream media and it's uh, totalitarian uh, agenda, and I'm all for that. But you contradicted yourself several times when speaking, and I think the way that you're going about it is not necessarily uh, the the right way. That's just my opinion, and I would love to have you on my podcast and discuss it more. But you know, for me, it and I think by listening to you, what you're trying to do is you know you portray this this gloom and destitute and this horrible picture of us, you know, living in a world where the Constitution has been suspended. I don't necessarily think that the Constitution is suspended. And I think, and you know, yes, government is not necessarily following the Constitution. We know that people don't are not educated and versed in the Constitution. I get that. My thing is, you know, you you discuss the Constitution as being suspended as that's the only way we have freedoms, that we have rights. And the Constitution doesn't give us our rights. It doesn't give us our freedoms. We are born with our rights and, and freedoms. Now, they they can be taken away by government. And I've heard that quote, you know, um, freedoms can't be given. They can only be taken away. Now, I kind of disagree with that quote as well a little bit because the 
the founding fathers were very specific that our rights are inalienable and endowed by our creator. And for me, that means that they cannot be taken away. They can be suppressed, but they're not taken away. The rights are still ours, no matter what. They're inalienable, and they're, uh, they cannot be taken away. We're born with them. It's just we need to be able to exercise them. And I hear this from Will all the time on his, uh, you know, when he, on his shows on Demand the Truth and when he's uh, collaborating with Auditing America is that the only way you can lose these freedoms is if you don't use them. You know, use them or lose them. And I hear him say that a lot, and I can I can kind of see that. You know, if you don't use them, you lose them. It's like uh, astrophy, right? Um, if you don't, um, you know, use your muscles, you're going to start losing them. But it doesn't mean that you can't build them back. You can build muscle back. And I see the same thing with, with your freedoms and your rights. So use them or lose them. I like that quote a lot. I think that it's very important for us to exercise our rights regardless of the suppression and unless you use them you're going to lose them uh, but we can build them back and that for me is a sign of hope which uh, Kyler is not giving and I think maybe that's the angle that you should take but again that's just my opinion and we can discuss it on my podcast Uh, I love having conversations as you already know now I'll add the uh, link to the red pill hardcore with v on um on the description of this episode like i said i think it went pretty well it was a nice conversation i just i didn't i didn't like the way how kyler kind of contradicted himself in in several instances and uh was uh in my opinion a bit hypocritical so with that said uh continuing on as i'm recording now we have this virginia gun uh rights rally going on in in virginia and by the time this episode comes out it probably has all passed and there would be more things going on by then or something else will happen and this will be non-issue or suppressed or whatever the case may be so but what i want to do is um I want you guys to hear from Will really quick on what's going on right now over there and, um, you know, give us an update. All right. So I'm here with Will Turbot. Um, and as I mentioned, uh, we're just going to give him a call here and uh, talk to him about his experience at the uh, Second Amendment rally over in Richmond, Virginia. And actually, as I'm recording now, I just saw this morning, I think, uh, they ended up passing a bill, right, for a red flag, uh, red flag laws. Is that correct, Will? They did, yeah. The day after the rally, they passed the red flag laws. And you did hear a number of state legislators even before this, and the fact that lobby day, which has been going on in Virginia, specifically around this issue for 18 years now, this is obviously the largest, but uh, a lot of the Democratic lawmakers had already made it a point to say that this wouldn't affect their legislation or change it whatsoever. So they're really not open to their constitution, uh, constituents, pardon me. Right. Um, so what was your experience like at the rally? Because, you know, mainstream media, they like to, you know, and the majority of them kind of lean 
and they kind of picked, made a picture of, you know, this, there's going to be all this militia and these far right, um, alt right people there, and there was going to be violence just like there was at the, um, uh, uh, Charlottesville, uh, rally. What, what was it like? Well, I've went, just to give you a little background too, I've went to hundreds, if not thousands of different rallies all across this country. And I've went to leftist ones, rightist ones, uh, ones that kind of have both or were there, they were there together. When I first got there, it was pretty quiet, actually. Uh, besides an occasional USA, USA, USA chant, Every once in a while, someone would break out to the Pledge of Allegiance or sing the national anthem. Besides that, it was pretty quiet. Uh, It didn't seem like an ominous quiet, but there was a small amount of tension, at least to me, in the air. But pretty pretty much everybody was on their best behavior. Now, I have I I was very familiar with the media reports talking about how, you know, it's going to be a bunch of white supremacists and so forth. Uh, And then if you look at the alternative media, they'll take some pictures with. some of the minorities that were there and say, okay, this isn't white supremacy at all. But I mean, quite frankly, I mean, there were way more white people than there were minorities. It doesn't mean that minorities weren't there. And it also doesn't mean that those white people were white supremacists either. Uh, But it was good to see that these, these folks came out. Uh, I guess another comparison to be made was I went to a couple of the climate rallies, the women's March in DC and stuff. And, uh, you know, it's supposed to be about the environment and the climate, and they they got trashed everywhere. Uh, the conservatives, and I believe they were mostly conservatives, although we did have a Ron Paul militia there, which was awesome to meet those folks. They were cleaning up trash, and, and they were doing their thing. But, I mean, this is still part of the two-party paradigm, right? So uh, I was going in there, and a lot of the conversation was like, yeah, Trump. Trump's good. Trump, oh yeah, Trump, he might be rough around the edges, but Trump's a good guy. Trump, Trump, Trump. And they obviously must have forgot that Trump says, forget due process. We'll come for the guns first and then we'll worry about the laws. And so I, I, I challenged a number of people while I was there. I challenged uh, Alex Jones from InfoWars. I got him on my live feed. I challenged Will Johnson from Firepower and InfoWars. I challenged uh, a number of people for their support of Donald Trump at this point when he's got. Alex Acosta, Wilbur Ross, he's hiring Epstein's lawyers, he covered up for Epstein until it was good for him. I mean, I can go on and on. He's got the Bilderberg meeting. JFK said he shattered the the CIA into a thousand pieces, and JFK seems to love the CIA. So I did bring these points up to a lot of these people because, you know, Trump isn't like the biggest gun-toting, gun-supporting president of all time, and I brought out a number of the problems. And when you do that, I did get some guff back from some of the right wing folks, although most people just uh, laughed, engaged with me and, and debated me. However, which is good because, you know, when you go into the left hand side of things, as witnessed by me personally, a number of times in my videos, if you if you dare say one thing or somebody thinks that you're not on their side, you're, get, you're getting kicked out of there. You're getting stuff thrown in your face. So uh, it, it is it is like the left party uh, right paradigm. But you did see that the conservatives were at least trying to be respectful. They were cleaning up and, you know, they wouldn't throw acid or frozen milkshakes in your face if you just wanted to question them on certain things. So that was pretty good. Right. So you, you mentioned tension, um, that there was some tension there. Was the tension between the people and maybe the, the uh, police or what was, where was that tension? 
you know, that, that's a that's tough for me, right? Because I think it may have just been from the fact that the news had been talking about this for so long and they were hyping it up and there was all these reports of false flags and that the, the fact that the Capitol grounds was fenced in, it, that's not, it was a kill box. And I, I will say the fact that they had the, the Capitol grounds fenced in with only one entrance exit, it's, I mean, that's not even fire code, let alone when you have all these, these, uh, these people there, you know, for right. this huge event. Uh, one thing which was, which was really stood out to me. So the tension, you know, it could have just been that, you know, and Antifa, they said they were going to, they said they were going to go along the right, well, the local Antifa Seven Hills down there in Virginia, they said they were going to march alongside them. And then a day later, they said, these are fascist and known fascist supporters. So AKA go like, go after them. But something that I found very, very interesting is, you know, something I talked about on our, on, I know you, I was very thankful that you had me on your show. Hey, some freedom. You guys go check that out. Cause it's a really, really dope show and dope concept. You guys listen to it right now, but check out the other episodes. Here's the thing, right? These people swore an oath to the constitution and in order to get into his little capital grounds area, if you wanted to exercise your first amendment, you had to lose your second and fourth amendment. That means you couldn't be armed. You couldn't have a knife. You couldn't even wear a baseball helmet on your head to protect yourself. And you also had to give up your Fourth Amendment right to unwarranted searches and seizures to go through to exercise your First Amendment right. So that's really bad. And then here's the thing. People are asking, oh, well, you know, will these cops come and they, will they take our Second Amendment? And I asked a couple cops and they said, well, we got no comment, but you know, I know how I feel about this. So the cops, the cops are, you know, some of them at least support the second amendment, but they have no, they have no problem taking away your second amendment to get into the thing. They have no problem taking away your fourth amendment. Uh, and I even ha heard some absurdity on a call-in show a couple of days before Virginia, <laughs> there was a police of somebody that claimed to be a state police officer. And he said that, he said that I'm, if they ordered me to do gun confiscation, I will do it, but I'm waiting for the citizens to stand up and do arrest. Now, yes, citizens arrest is a thing uh and we but you know if, if it was just will turbot do with a backwards hat and i want to go arrest ralph north from the queen of england or something like that they're going to shoot me in the face right so right. this guy's a cop who has the power of arrest and he's saying i will go along with unconstitutional orders i'm waiting for the people to arrest people i'm, I'm thinking to myself oh my god and i just want to say one other thing because i think it's very important i went to virginia and as i said to get inside the perimeter you have to get through the second amendment check there you can't bring any type of weapons in but there were people all outside around the capitol grounds and there were many 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 people there and they were all heavily not all but the, a lot of them were heavily armed and nobody got shot and nobody got killed and a week or two before that i was in new jersey and there were thousands of unvaccinated people there and big surprise no outbreak of any virus so it's not the guns themselves. It's not the virus themselves. But uh, it, it just goes to show you that, first of all, the cops are probably more often than not going to do what they're told. Or they're just going to fire somebody until they get somebody to do what they're told. And secondly, by us people going out and taking action, we're able to expose some of these logical fallacies they have. Uh, did you see any... Um, so, I mean, you mentioned it was pretty quiet. It was 
street peaceful. Was there any arrests made because of somebody trying to exercise their rights while they were there, or did people just kind of, okay, yeah, if I want to go in, I'm just going to give up my second and fourth amendment rights and just do it, or did somebody, did anybody try to stand up for their rights? I didn't, I do know that somebody was arrested. I don't know specifically what it was for. And I also did know that there was some video I came across where somebody was saying that, well, this is a, if they try to come take my guns or they do anything, I will do something violent. Now that, so, and then they basically said, this guy's a provocateur, this guy's a provocateur. And I will tell you, James, uh, the man, the truth, what I built that upon is three things, is being nonpartisan, being peaceful, and using the Socratic method. And I don't always myself adhere to them, at least the peaceful part I do, you know, I'm definitely nonpartisan, but, uh, but I, I'm working on the other parts. But the thing is, I mean, it's a weird situation because this country, in part, or arguably in all was created off of Lexington and Concord and by Crispix addicts getting shot, right? In gun control. Right. And now we have a blackface governor who kills, and I'm not, I'm not one of those uh, Christian abortion activists, but he's a baby killer, right? Um, and I have my own views on abortion and so forth, but I'm not talking about a fetus here. Some people can argue when it's in the, in the belly, it's still a fetus, but he waits till after they're alive and admits on video that he, that he has babies killed. So we have a blackface literal baby killer who's taking guns away in one of the states that was basically created off of uh, gun control. And it's just absolutely absurd. So, you know, kind of when this guy is saying, you know, I'll be violent, even though I'm a very peaceful person. I mean, that's how our country was started. Tyrants tried to take our rights, try to take our freedoms, and we shot them in the face. That's what, why we have fireworks. Because right. those fire, those explosions inside in the sky symbolize tyrants being shot in the face for trying to take our freedoms. So I'm not advocating any violence whatsoever. But I mean, there's going to be a time where there's going to be a line in the sand. And I honestly, James, don't know where that is. Yeah, I agree. I mean, for me, I just feel like, you know, any day now, you know, I'm hoping that it wouldn't be in my lifetime, but things are just kind of getting scarier and scarier. And the fact that people are just willing, like, just blindly, sheepishly willing to give up their rights because just because government says so, you know, well, you know, we have to do it. It's a law. We're law-abiding citizens. We're a, uh, a nation of laws, you know, are just so willing to give up their rights. Um, it's just, I don't know. For me, it's really hard to grasp. Um, so... Yeah, and you know, it and, and it goes to something that you've talked about, I've talked about, it is the the United States public and the world for that matter has been there's no civics classes, people don't understand the true relationship of government and the people, and that is that the the people are the bosses of the government. We run the government and we do things and through TV, media, Hollywood, the Pentagon. We have, we totally have for, forgotten that. We have totally, totally have forgotten that. And it's crazy because, you know, the left wing side of things, they've turned all of a sudden into bootlickers. All of a sudden they love the CIA and the FBI and all these guys. And the right wing guys, it's just, 
like the same thing over and over. And it's like, I, I, I had the, the head of Providence Superior Court security threatened to shoot me and kill me on video in broad daylight. And it, I covered it last year. It made the local news uh, recently. And I got people in the comments of the thing saying, good, he should be. He should be shot. We, he should be killed for, uh, for her. And I didn't even harass this guy. We were just walking downtown. <laughs> and he's saying, I, I'm not working today, but I will shoot your ass. And that's how, this is how bad it is. The people on the right wing yeah. think, oh, if you're messing with a cop or a police officer or, or military, then you're, you're automatically a bad person. That person could have never done anything wrong. And on the right, for at least the longest time, the right were like, okay, you know, we have a problem with, with, uh, some things and there's some good people and there's some bad people and now it just seems like both both sides are are just loving authority so much but we need to remember this country was based off of not having authority and us being our own kings our own sovereigns and not not yeah. giving any of our uh sovereignty to anybody else we are our own people like it's sad exactly well, well thank you so much for taking my call and giving me some time um i greatly appreciate it um you know, to my listeners, make sure you check out Will Turbot, Demand the Truth on YouTube, follow him on Twitter and uh, Facebook, and subscribe to his channel. It's, he has some really amazing guests on there. I always enjoy uh, listening to uh, his, his show and, and his guests. They have amazing conversations as well, so uh, check him out. Thanks, Will. Thank you, James. I appreciate it, brother. So there you go. Thanks, Will, again, for um, taking my call and letting us know what's going on over there. Uh, one of the things I've, I've noticed is, you know, the mainstream media will just never report the truth or will report things to fit their agenda. And it's always nice to have people over there on the ground that are going to these events and letting us know for real what is going on. As we're coming to the conclusion of this episode, I want to just put out, I want this platform, again, to be a platform for everybody, for everybody to be heard and to discuss the, the issues and how we can act, all exercise our rights and freedoms without trumping over other people's rights and freedoms and i think that's a very important conversation to have and if you want to have a conversation with me on this podcast please go to my website and go to contact me and let me know what do you want to talk about and if i can get you on the podcast and we can discuss some of these issues and i think it would be an amazing conversation to have i want you to have that conversation if it's that important to you and I'm willing to listen to anyone. So with that said, please support this podcast by subscribing, liking, sharing. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, Pandora, Spotify. And you can listen to all the episodes on the website itself, paceinfreedom.com. Don't forget to check out the descriptions. We'll have some links there for you to check out and some follows. 
And yeah, this is a very short episode. As you guys already know, whenever I do my my solo episodes, they're usually short. But please come back, check out the next upcoming episode with Don, and enjoy the conversation as much as I do. Because at the end of the day, we need to have these conversations. And sometimes they can be rough topics, but you'll never find me arguing, calling people names, using labels, judging people. You may hear words that are not necessarily insults. Ignorance is not an insult. All it means is that you're uh, that you're not educated in the topic. And if that offends you, you know, I apologize. It's not my intent. It's just to point out that you might need to look more into that topic, whatever, you know, I claim that you have ignorance in. Ignorance is not a bad word. Uh, I think it's just been defined that way for um, brainwashed people to think that that's a bad word. And it, it absolutely is not. It's just pointing out a fact that you may not be versed in a certain topic. So with that said, that's all I got. Thank you for being on. Stay tuned for the amazing guests that are to come. And again, don't forget to subscribe.